The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for the Novice and Frank. Yay, it's my favorite time, Frank. That's right, Novice. (laughs) Hey, I've got a name, and it's Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda the Novice. That's Frank the Frank. Hey, everybody. He's our resident comic book expert, and today we're going to be discussing comic books. (laughs) Hooray. In the general. (laughs) Yeah, in the general sense, yeah. But in the specific, uh, we'll be talking about Marvel Legacy Mm -hmm. and how that compares to DC Rebirth. Yeah. Both publishers are trying to kind of relaunch their lines, give them fresh new directions. Mm-hmm. We'll see how one compares to the other. That's right. Uh, and this is very fresh. It was actually just released uh, today. Not That's the right. day that you're listening to this, because let's not get over ambitious. It's probably going <laughs> to like a week turnaround on this, at least. But uh, yeah, we're very excited to discuss it. And we're going to deep dive right into it after our traditional improvised theme song. Absolutely. Is it a legacy? Or is it just what you're known for? It's time to take a new spin, and maybe we'll win. And re-meet some of the classics if we get them out of comas. We'll give us new numbers to go back to old school. And scary zombie guys from Ice Kingdoms. (laughs) Captain America has his shield. Thor has his and her hammer. (laughs) He's unworthy. She's got cancer. Way to bring cancer to the opening song, Frank. We're gonna discuss it tonight on the Novice and and Frank. Frank. Yep. As soon as I came out of my mouth, I was like, I think it's like a really dour spin. Oh God! I had to call you on it though. Thank you, thank you so much. This is my job. I have to. I I appreciate that. Keep me in check. Uh, Gotta do it. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we you know it was what little little more what a year and a half ago, two years ago when DC Rebirth came out, Mm -hmm. and we got together and we chatted all about that. We did. It was open when I was even more of a novice. More of a novice, and now as you're edging ever every day, you're getting closer to being uh, a novice. That's right. So there you go. One day, but there's always more to learn because we always have new things being released. Just so. like 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 medicine and improv, <laughs> and uh, you know, fun flavors at Yogurtland. Oh, there's... they're just it's nonstop. That's right. You can't keep you can't, up with all of it. Never it'll... stop. It never stops. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we did we discussed this quite well. Not this. We discussed the DC Rebirth quite a while ago. Um, you have very strong opinions on the DC Rebirth, I believe, but not. I think we both agreed the DC Rebirth was a step above the New Fifty Two. Absolutely, yes, and in, I think that's been the consensus. Kind of, I, I don't really know of anybody that doesn't agree with that. I, I, mean, I we're going to hear so from too. them after this if they if they do, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's been the everybody kind of agrees on that point. It was interesting though because I went back uh, in preparation for tonight's episode and kind of mm-hmm. just took another spin through the DC Rebirth issue. And it was interesting that there are still plot lines that were brought up in that that has still not been addressed yet. Interesting. And we're we're only now kind of edging up closer to the whole actual Doomsday Clock, which is kind of finally the Watchmen and Superman and maybe I guess the rest of the DC Universe are actually going to meet. And that's not going to happen until, what, December or January. So, oh, wow. And they set that up. Yeah, wow. They really... They really took their time, Especially which they did save at first. They did say that they, they did, and but I mean they and but they're releasing. I mean, like uh, Wonder Woman's releasing frequently, right? Because yeah. they've got two two concurrent storylines going. 
Yeah, so I mean, a lot of the titles are doing either the bi-weekly for mm-hmm. a lot of the popular ones, and then some are some are monthly. Some actually were started off bi-weekly, and then they they slipped to monthly. They're like, we can't keep this up. <laughs> I also think you kind of look at the sales, too, and if the sales aren't really there, yeah, then you're like, why yeah, do it? yeah, let's just go back to monthly with mm-hmm. these. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, how did you feel? So I know that for DC, anyway, you were very disappointed in the New 52, And so it set you up to be maybe more uh, enthusiastic about the rebirth because you're like, I'm ready for something new. So how about Marvel for you? Where, uh, how are you feeling about where Marvel was standing? What kind of a mindset were you in before you got introduced to Legacy? You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm still, I, because you'd read on like message boards or Twitter or social media, Mm -hmm. people kind of leaving Marvel behind. Uh, they're going to get a little tired of the constant renumbering, hmm. uh, where they just they kind of treated it more like TV season. So every time they'd started a, a series over, they'd give it a fresh new volume and a fresh new number one. Okay. Which, from a sales standpoint, I guess people are more you're going to get a lot of a bigger a bang. New, for a number book. one. This yeah. is a number one. Gotta yeah, get it. But I, feel like I, I would have if I didn't know. You know, if I were two years ago, I'd been like, oh man, I got the first issue. It's like right, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's. I mean, if you're looking just purely for money mm-hmm. for a comic book publisher like all right whatever we can get to kind of you know get us you know a bigger bang for our buck if it means we have to call it a new number one that's great but then i think when you're looking back when you're collecting this stuff and you're a reader that's coming you've read this issue of whatever to say it's squirrel girl or whatever and you're like oh my gosh that was a really cool title i'd like to go and find out more about her you've got so many different volumes that it gets confusing to figure out like wait am i in this volume wait am i in the previous volume how many different volumes are there how many so I figure like going backwards, it makes it tougher when you keep getting these new number ones and mm-hmm. all these different volumes rather than just like, hey, let's just keep the numbering and uh, keep going forward. I feel like, I mean, DC did the same thing too with New 52 and they've kind of reverted for many of their titles. Well, not to like action comics and detective comics. They reverted back to the, the old school numbering. Marvel's doing that with a lot more of their titles going back to the old school numbering. Okay, so is that, because for me, I know that when you've recommended things to me, I now have to write down like in specific detail, not just what the title is, but what the number is and who the artist and the writer. And I have to make sure all of that aligns because I have found it confusing if I'm like, wait, we're going to read number 79 through 86? Like that seems like such a weird... You're like, oh, well, no, that's when the, it kind of, everything kind of reset itself and now we're... So for me, coming in, that's actually confusing. Yeah. Because you feel like you're jumping into the middle of a story and you kind of are, but you don't... It's like, why would I know to start there? Do you know what I mean? Unless it's recommended to me. So is that... That is the more old school way of numbering though, right? You just keep what you're saying is like, cause that's how you get issue like number one 123, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, it's been going for... So hypothetically, you could have um, Hulk number 123 that's like son of the son of the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> right? So, okay. So you could start issue one with Bruce Banner and 123. It's like you, between those, you could have seen the rise and demise of Bruce Banner and then his son and then that son's son. And now you're on 123. Maybe. Technically. Well, I, in like, say like, for an independent comic like Image Comics with uh-huh. Savage Dragon and Eric Larson, he's kind of followed that where okay. you've actually seen his son come over and kind of take the mantle of the Savage Dragon and kind of going on now having children of his own. Okay, But with Marvel, since they kind of keep that whole, we've only been around as a universe for seven years, right? you're never really going to take these characters off the board permanently. 
they're always going to be like the Hulk may be dead right now, but sure enough, you can bet he's going to be coming back soon when Ragnarok runs around. I'm sure he's going to be popping back up in the comics. Tony Stark's kind of on the shelf right now, but he's going to get brought back. Same thing with the Fantastic Four. These characters never really die off. They keep getting brought back after some period of time. So I guess the challenge then for a creator is finding new and creative and believable question mark ways of bringing those characters back. Yeah, it's is that like, you kind of just suspend disbelief and be like, how are they going to bring him back this time? Like, it, you just, that's kind of the thing, right? You just. Yeah, it's like that illusion of change. Okay. So we make you feel like things are really different, but ultimately everybody just has that understanding that at some point they're going to return back to the status quo that we've known and loved. So while like Spider Man for this like go around here was kind of like the new version of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. he started Parker, uh, Parker Industries. He was kind of, you know, he had his smart watches, all that kind of stuff, all this great technology. He's kind of a younger, hipper Tony Stark. Right. But he's and, still in secret, right? He still had his, yeah, he was still Spider-Man was a secret identity. Yes, Nobody whereas knew. Tony Stark is out. Yeah, exactly. Lack of a better and Spider-Man term. was like the, his de facto bodyguard, which okay. Tony Stark used to pretend that Iron Man was really his bodyguard. Ah, okay. But now that that storyline's come to an end, he gave he ended up having to, uh, because the Green Goblin wanted to get, uh, or like because Doctor Octopus wanted to get all the proprietary proprietary info and technology from Parker Industries, since mm-hmm. he kind of had a hand in creating it. Parker Peter Parker decided, you know, I'm going to just crash the whole thing. I'm going to scuttle my whole company, destroy everything, and you can't get anything. So uh, he he's now back just to being like, you know, just a, a guy struggling to make ends meet. Hmm. So for a while he had that arc. And now we kind of return back to your normal friendly neighborhood Spider Man. All right, cool. Um, and, and, and we have Miles Morales now too, who yes. exists in the universe. We didn't see Spider-Man in here. Yeah. In the, as in the fact, Avengers. No, we, didn't. we did not see him. No. So, um, but he's on the, the cover art. Man, he's in right. the corner, right? Here, yeah. Let's just jump right so into So let's, this. so yeah. So, so now we kind of know how the numbering system works. Thank you for filling me in on that. Let's, uh, you want to do kind of a quick summary of what, this is issue number one, legacy yes. number one. Very similar to like DC Rebirth uh-huh. when they did their number one. Right out of the gate, I'm going to tell you. So uh, I kind of look at their. I think uh, DC Rebirth charged two ninety nine for their issue. Five ninety nine for this bad boy. Yeah, and that was like sixty five pages of story. Uh huh. This five ninety nine, so double the price. Yep. And I think like five pages less of story. Yeah. So uh, already out of the gate, I. I <laughs> Frank's I, pissed. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cover, man. This cover is not good. Yeah. It's. Joe Casada, who I've loved a lot of his art uh-huh. throughout the years, this is just a real like everybody looks like so old and so scratchy on this cover. Yeah, this is just not like a real. I mean, ugh. like this should be something that's going to get me excited about reading these heroes, and I just keep looking at like this artwork and going, oh, everybody's old and scratchy. I hadn't even thought I never would have thought to call anybody on there old and scratchy. Yeah, I mean, um, look, it's like. But I guess yeah, Captain America's got kind of a double chin going on. And then like, look at Thor. Ugh. What is going on with that? He's are like they, some old man. Are they supposed to look like that, though? No. No? Okay. <laughs> nah, all right. So this, uh, not great. So already out of the gate, I was kind of like, man, all right. Way to go, Marvel. You got to do you know, charge double and give me less. Right. It The cover to me, I didn't have that same uh, disappointed feeling. I more just was like, oh, there's just, there's a lot going on and a whole lot of nothing going on. Like, there's a ton of people, but it doesn't give me any ideas to, like, what the story is going to be about. Which is kind of a bummer. It looks like a screensaver to me. Yeah, does that make sense? It like, looks like something that they want that they made to sell a poster. Yeah, you it. could see this like as a big a kid's poster. Room. Yep, 
Mm-hmm. You can see, like, I'm sure uh, Marvel's already getting ready to print these out of your old comic shop. You mm-hmm. can get that, put it up in your room. Yeah. A lot of, you know, hoping, like, hey, maybe some of those college kids coming back for, you know, the, uh, you know, after Christmas break, we're going to be slapping these up in their dorm rooms. Yeah, they know exactly <laughs> what college kids love. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, sadly, I probably would have put that in my corner. Yeah, I don't sure. think there's anything wrong yeah. with that. Mine was decorated with fans. Like little paper fans. Oh, I thought maybe like electric fans. Nope, nope. I'm not that cool. <laughs> but uh, boom, you would have been. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, but I, it's not exciting. It's not exciting. There's, I don't really, I didn't get a lot of information from it. Because if you look at like the DC Rebirth one, that was what did it do? I mean, this, I mean, the cover. Let's get on here. Stop it. There we go. I wanna get to the cover. But I mean, at least the, oh, thank you. Oh, you're Look good. At that. But if you get to the cover, I mean, at least it's teasing you with something. I, you know, that there's something going on. I mean, you see like the hand reaching out. Yeah. It, you know, it's not that's giving you all the information, something. but it's something. It's something like that. You want to know like whose hand is it? Whose hand it is that's reaching out? Like it invites questions. Yes. So for me, I'm. I mean, I'm looking for the. Uh, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this the same thing that I would look kind of any other cover. Is I, I want, I want to be wanting to ask questions about what's going on in there. Yeah. Or I want something really simple and really graphic and really awesome. And this kind of was neither. It kind of just looked like, like I said, it just kind of looked like a, a poster in a kid's room. It didn't look like a, you know, a piece of art. I've talked about, like, the cover, like, every color, a cover of Bitch Planet, I just want to frame it. <laughs> I just want to frame it, and I want to get a black light and put a black light on it and just be that person with a black light poster in my home. Like, that, they Ooh. just, they look so cool. There's just really beautifully, the graphic design's really beautiful. I didn't, I didn't think this was anything special. So... When it starts, we're we're getting started, and it starts a long time ago, right? In in, in a galaxy far far away, not so far away, because so it's away. ours. Yeah, it's in the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. It's our own planet Earth back a million years ago, and we get to see during the Stone Age that there was a prehistoric version of the Avengers that kind of got assembled with Odin, a younger Odin who's trying to try to tame uh, Molnir, and then you've got uh, a version of the Phoenix, Ghost Rider. Uh, Iron Fist, Starbrand, which you may not know much about Starbrand, Black I Panther. I didn't. I know he speaks only Doctor in third Strange. person. Yeah. I'm like, hey, come on, man. Stop <laughs> calling yourself Starbrand. Like, I get it. I get your name is Starbrand. That's how it felt. But yeah, there. Uh, I didn't know. I I didn't know a lot about this. I had some questions as far as like. Uh, so it is Ghost Rider, right? Yes. But. What is he? He doesn't ride anything. He was riding he's... this mastodon that had been oh, killed. Oh, that's right. His mastodon died. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, do we see him on the mastodon, though? No, because by the time we come in, he's, the mastodon's already been killed. Yeah, I was kind of vengeance. I would have liked to have seen him on the mastodon. Because <laughs> it took me a minute. I'm like, are they going to eat the mastodon? What's going on? Well, true, because a ghost rider, anytime he gets on a vehicle, whether it be a bicycle or a motorcycle or, in this version, the car, yeah. it gets all fiery. Right. So I, I wanted to see a to fiery see, mastodon. Yeah, mastodon just cool. like, I feel like there's like missed a fun opportunity there. Or the tusks, like just big balls yeah. of like, flame. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess that when, when he's speaking, because his text is in the black bubbles. Because he's, you know, possessed by a demon. Oh, that's why. Okay. Is his, is his always like that in every yes. book? All right. That's cool. So a lot well, of that, like that stuff, I don't know. In these in these versions, it's like since like uh, the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider came along, yeah. Okay. Kind of They kind of gave him that black uh, black balloons with the white text. Okay. Well, that's cool looking. I just yeah. didn't know. But when they're talking about him, him, I couldn't tell from the picture if he was talking about the Mastodon. 
Yes. Like, I, I thought he was talking about the Mastodon, and I had to reread it a couple times to be like, oh, he's not talking about the Mastodon. And I don't think that was part of it. I don't think that's like, oh, it's a mislead. You're supposed to think he's talking about the Mastodon, but actually he's talking about this big guy behind us. You I know? would agree. That was a nice, it was a misdirect. Yeah, for me. So, um, and I think it was intended to be that way. Was it? Okay. I think so, the it, way it, it was kind of paced out. All right. Okay. Yeah. It, felt, it felt weird to me. But uh, so then we see approaching them is big guy. Yeah, it's mad, the celestial, which looks yes. a lot different than any other celestial we've seen in in the the quote unquote modern day Marvel universe. Uh, so this is basically we've been saying that he's just a lot more uh, wanton, more deranged, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got like a really tricked out uh, armor, and he's looking for something. They don't know exactly what he's looking for, but they want to try to stop him. And right. Then we, we cut from that all the way to, to present day, where we get to see Robbie Reyes, who's the ghostwriter now, and he's having dreams of that incident. Okay. So you feel like a lot of this is about coming up with a modern versions of these characters mm-hmm. and seeing which ones are kind of having kind of like legacy memories of okay. some event that happened a long time ago. All right. So we don't know why. So so that's sort of, that's where we start out and kind of throughout this, we meet exactly that. We meet new versions of, was that the right way of saying that? New versions of these characters? I, or I guess the modern these, day versions. The modern day versions of these character archetypes. Yes. And in some cases, those older versions are gone. And in some cases, they're still alive. Yeah. I mean, I think like the only one that is really alive out of all of those is Odin. Who, who's a god, so uh, he would Oz- be anyway, yeah, so right? He's in, so, but he's up in Asgard. Okay. Uh, but in terms of Phoenix has been killed off. Uh-huh. Uh, Ironically, because her name is Phoenix. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the Black Panther, that legacy has been passed down throughout the years to actually be like the T'Challa, who's a Black Panther we know today. Yes. Same thing with Iron Fist. That's kind of a mantle that's passed down from generation to generation. Okay. And, and I don't know anything about Iron... Wait, no. Iron... That was her name? Iron Fist? Yes. It wasn't Iron Heart? Iron Fist. There's there's the 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 the, the Avenger, the Iron Man. That's who woman. I'm That's thinking Iron of. Heart. That's Iron. That's Iron Heart. Okay. Yes. Okay. So there's Iron Fist, Iron Man, and Iron Heart, and Iron Heart and Iron Man are associated, but Iron Fist is not so much. No, Iron Fist is more of a martial arts. Okay. Kind of thing. All right. Um. So yeah. So we basically jump forward and we see this guy who I was very clear was the Ghost Rider. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't realize the guy at the very top was the Ghost Rider. Ah, it, gotcha. took, it took me a minute to get that because okay. he wasn't riding the damn mastodon. I think he was riding the mastodon, and the mastodon had fiery tusks. I'd have been like, "Oh, that's so cool. That's cool." Uh, <laughs> I didn't. So, so he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know how he's wound up in. Um, he's in Africa, yeah. Yeah, South Africa. He doesn't know how he got there. Um, he puts on his costume, and kind of throughout the story, we're we're introduced to a lot of characters, um, and. They're all sort of, it takes place in several different locations. I don't want to just like retell the entire story, but it's kind of scattered around. We have essentially new Avengers. They're like hesitant to call themselves Avengers. And then finally they're just like, say it, Avengers. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you guys aren't good at this. Um, I am confused. So you have the guy with the horns. He's related. Well, I guess that's which I should be more specific. The guy who is working, I feel like he's one of Odin's guys. The guy in the green jacket? Yeah. That's Loki. That's Loki. Okay, yes. great. But this is the Loki that we've seen in the movies, right? This is the same Loki? It's a different Loki. Yeah, it's the same Loki. I mean, he's a little bit different than in the comic books. I think in the in the films, I don't know, he's always come off as just a lot more just evil. Yeah, he and, didn't seem evil here. And Loki, for the longest time, at least in the comic books, is always portrayed very evil. But... Uh, Kieran Gillian, like 
took a run of him in Journey to Mystery where they kind of, uh, they de-aged Loki into a young boy and then started having him grow up again from that. And he decided he was going to reinvent himself. He had he went through Ragnarok and okay. sort. So you get the gods come back and get reborn. He goes, well, why should I come back as the person that I was? Let me try to be something a little different now. Do you like that? And I, I like that. I mean, certainly, I mean, he's... He's a trickster god, of course, but mm-hmm. it doesn't trickster doesn't always have to be evil, right? Uh, he can still be uh, a trickster, but still can be doing things that you know could be you know for the for the good. And he may he says something like that in this story. That's like, haha, jokes on you. You'd never know that I was a good guy. Like he says yes. a little. So I don't know exactly what he's up to, but I know he's working with these scary blue. I kept thinking of them as like the White Walkers. Yeah, like this. the frost giants. The which frost giants, but they're not the actually movie. giants. They keep being like they're giants, but they're not giants. I'm like, why do you even say that then? Because like I guess with every like, there's always like the runs of the litter, and these guys are like the runs of the the frost giant litter. Okay. So he's like, hey, you guys are kind of like are ostracized because of your size. Right. Me, I'm ostracized because you know I'm not even I don't even look like you guys. I'm like you know I'm like a half frost giant, half uh, Asgardian. So uh, you know, why don't we all band together? You help me out. We can like get people to be talking about the cool things that we've done, you know. Hey, and they're like, "That sounds foolproof." <laughs> <laughs> what's I okay? So I don't understand really what's in it for them. What are they? Well, I mean, they want to you know if they can get uh, their song their songs sang and uh, you know just kind of raise their you know they want to get they want to earn their rep. Cool. You know? All yeah. right. They want to get their album out there. Well, yeah. I mean, if they if something really awesome happens because of what they're doing with Loki, then uh-huh. it's like we're the ones that made this happen. Okay. We're pretty cool, right? All right. And then everybody's okay. like, man, I guess we, you know. We really underestimated those tiny giants. <laughs> okay, cool. But I so, like this version of Loki, though, because I, I, he's, I, he's, there's more nuances to him. Yeah, I didn't know what was up with him, but I didn't dislike him. It didn't feel as one-dimensional to me, I guess. If uh, Since you have Marvel Unlimited, uh-huh. whenever you get the time, and I know you've got many things happening in your life, uh-huh. but at some point, if you read Journey into Mystery, uh-huh. as well as Secret Avengers, or excuse me, uh... Young Avengers. After that, it's a great, huge story with uh, Loki. I think you really gain a, a greater appreciation okay. for, for this character. Well, maybe afterwards. I will look into it. It's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of mind games, a lot of cons. You and know. it's this version of Loki or different version? Well, he starts off as young Loki, and then eventually he gets up to this age that we see him. Okay, right now. cool. Yeah. All right. So they're up to no goodery. And uh, there's something mysterious in this box. Nobody knows what's in the what's in the box, what? which is a segment that we're gonna have to do in a little <laughs> bit. Um, and we kind of flip flop around, so we sort of see they make mention of Iron Man being in a coma, of course. Um, and you've got these three new Avengers, basically, right? A female. Yeah. I keep saying like the female Iron Man, who is Ironheart. Yes. You have. Captain America, but he's different. Well, it's Sam Wilson, the Falcon, Sam Wilson, the, who took okay. up the mantle of Captain America for a while. But at least right now, Steve Rogers is back, so he's going to kind of give the mantle back over to him. And he's just basically kind of like, this is his last go in this costume. So they know that Steve Rogers is back, but nobody knows where he is, and he's at a diner. Yeah, because he's just kind of off, kind of trying to, you know, like, because the whole the whole stuff from Secret Empire happened, which was such a terrible miniseries. But uh, <laughs> at the end of it, you find out that Captain America, who they thought had become like an agent of Hydra, uh-huh. and was became a fascist, was overthrew the government, overthrew the country, and uh, they thought, oh my gosh, that's that's Steve Rogers we've always known. Turns out that. He was a doppelganger, and the real oh. Steve Rogers came back, and so they it stopped like, the doppelganger. But now it's like, well, you know, seems like kind of a jip. 
It's it was a terrible miniseries, a terrible ending. Okay. Everything about it was just terrible. <laughs> so now he's just in a diner hanging out, and he's like, yeah. "Oh man, I guess I I don't know." He's br- you see him really briefly. Yeah. Just in a diner. But I will say I'm excited about this because it's Mark Wade and Chris Samney who have worked together in Daredevil, who've worked together on Black Widow, and now they're gonna be taking over Captain America, and I'm really jazzed. Okay. Good. Yeah. So Captain America, ha- he Mark Wade has written Captain America a couple times mm-hmm. with uh, Ron Garney and Adam Kubert. And uh, for some really good runs. So okay. I'm excited to have, have him come back. And Chris Samney, uh, his artist, I mean, he's the artist in here doing this, mm-hmm. just this one page, but I love his stuff. It's so good. Cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, and yeah, and this is this broken up? He, so he doesn't do the art for all of it? No, they it's basically got like- broken up by person, right? Yeah, so they get like the, the person that's uh, Russell Dodderman, who's doing the art for the Mighty Thor, okay. does this one page with Thor. Okay. Uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, it kind of it keeps that continuity going. That's pretty cool. So basically the people who are going to be spin- – so the way this is formatted is it's one story. It's almost like a thesis statement for what these new books are going to be discussing, right? Yeah, or at least like the big mysteries, like from yeah. like some of the big, big tier characters. So well, for, the, whether it be Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Okay. So are they going to go – actually, I have a question, but I'll wait because I want to get through the summary here because I otherwise I'll just keep going off on tangents. So, um, so you come back and you got – star guy again what's a star third star person brand, star man. yeah star. uh he's a bad guy right yeah, well he's a villain I, I am he was a creation from the new universe which is like a spin-off line created by jim shooter who was the editor-in-chief at the time mm-hmm. and the whole concept of that was and it happened back in the mid 80s it's like what if you know the new universe was our universe it was like you know this was happening in real time and yeah. what if superheroes were introduced into our world right and Starbrand was one of the characters, and then it went crazy bonkers. Like anything that does. Like I feel like no matter how, if you want to try to play it as real as possible, then it gets kind of really dull because okay. it's like, you know, there's not big supervillains. There's no big, you know, you need that those kind of dramatic story arcs and types that that happen in the comic book world mm-hmm. where you can kind of juice the story and the character along. And like in the real world, it's kind of boring sometimes. And right. nobody really wants to read a bunch of boring issues. No. So eventually you're going to just get to the point where you're just going to start introducing more and more crazy stuff to the point where it's like, well, this isn't our world anymore. So mm. this isn't what we like to do. But anyway, so the star brand was a concept in there. The The star brand itself is like a tattoo that can give you all this incredible power. And it got transported over into our system, into our universe was held by a quasar for a little while then he gave it up and thought it was destroyed but then jonathan hickman reintroduced it in his run of adventures and i actually liked it because i'm always a sucker for Starbrand. just you like Starbrand? yeah i don't know there's something about that insignia and the, the character <laughs> archetype and stuff and i'm just like i'm a sucker you're so different yeah. but i guess i was purely going off just this issue no I'm like, i don't know what your deal is go home angry yeah angry I, feel like, I feel like this version of Starbrand it never really got a chance to be really fully fleshed out so when he does this kind of, because this is a lot different than he's ever acted before. Okay. And I think it has a lot to do with his whole threat that he feels is coming to the earth and that it needs to be hidden. We'll see more of him, though. I'm hoping. Later, right? Because he kind of, uh, as he gets to that end of the fight with the Ghost Rider, he, I don't know if he's destroyed or he's just like. like poof, smoke bombed his ass out of there. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. I, <laughs> okay. So it's tough to say. I'm hoping that this version of Starbrand is not lost because it's like, I feel like he needs a little bit more time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we get a little, a very quick, we get a one page um, with Deadpool. Great. He's hanging out. I know you're not a huge fan of Deadpool. No, really don't care. I mean, it's cool, a scene with him just getting, sitting there on the toilet, just getting shot I like crazy. I thought it was funny. The artwork is really nice on that. 
We see a little, get a little touch of Doctor Strange, then we're back to our... And Iron Fist. And Iron Fist, and uh, and then we're back to our three new Avengers, um, which is, you know, kind of cool to me. I That was the first that I, unless we've mentioned it before and I just forgot, but I think that was, I was not expecting the new Iron Man to be a girl. Uh, well, Iron there's Fist. also one other thing, too. Uh-huh. Uh, back in this and Avengers page. And there's that page, sculpture. Whether, yep, there's a sculpture. Statue. But there's one other person in- introduced on it. This this woman standing there, kind of crouching down in the corner. Uh huh. That is a new person added to that statue. Oh, do we know who she is? Uh, I I think her name's Vanguard. I Ooh. think I've heard that that was the deal. I don't. I can't quote that for sure. I think that was a name I've heard that was going to be used for. I don't know what her deal is at all. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. interesting. So we don't know. But also, there's this She's mysterious petite. adventures on this old school adventure statue. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Um, I thought for sure you'd know who that was. So that's like a fun little nugget. I think she's a new character kind of created. I think it's going to be kind of reinserted into the timeline. Okay. Like, she's always been there now. I oh. just didn't know about well, her. Well, I hope that she's good. Do you have any guesses? you think that she's completely original I new, or do you think cre- she's... I hope she's a completely originally new character, because we could use some new original characters in there. Okay, cool. So, I'm down for that. Great. Um, we touched briefly for... We got two of the members of uh, Fantastic Four... We kind of hop around a little bit. This thing, I do not know what is happening uh, in this intergalactic empire of Wakanda. This I, do I don't not, know about either. Okay, that's new. You have no yeah, idea? I don't know what that means. Okay, uh, cool. Great, no idea. I don't know if this is Planet in the far of off future okay. or just having present day. I have no idea what this means. All right, so that was confusing for me, but I guess I got to just hope that it's explained later. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we see this very violent scene with the star guy. Star... Star? star brand star brand I keep wanting, star guy. because i keep wanting to call him star fist because you <laughs> iron fist and i'm like i star fist star brand i just uh, i want to see your comic that you do with this and it's star brand but then the brand is crossed off and it's guy yeah star guy fist star guy they're gonna mark? be like does she mean star lord and i'm like no <laughs> i don't mean star lord i know who that is um and yeah then we jump back and then uh, we have a, a, the reappearance of uh, Logan. He's not dead. He's not dead. He has come back. He's come back. He has cut his way, it would appear, out of his own grave. And he's driving a beer truck, which is awesome. I like that. I like that full page. Yeah. Snicked. Uh, where he's got the... that's And that's the White Walker guys again, right? That is. Great. What are they called? The uh, Frost Giants. Frost Giants. That's stupid. Frost Little Giants. Frost. Frost Nuggets. <laughs> Frost Frost Nuggets. So uh, so it looks like, and Jean Grey goes back, and she's like, goes back to visit his grave, and then she's like, just kidding, he's not here. But she knows that he's not there, right? Yeah, I think she was just going to get like a visual confirmation, confirmation. of what she's already kind of knew. In okay. Her, in her heart, and her mind. In her heart of hearts. And but he, how he got out of it, who knows? We don't know. We don't know exactly what he looks like, what his face looks like. We only kind of see his grizzly. I mean, we see a little bit of uplighting. And we get to see what's in the crate. What's in the crate? It's another Infinity Stone. Spoiler alert, it's Infinity Stone. Um, Yes. So that's good. (laughs) Um, Okay, so who is... um, Well, and then we see Loki trying to make a... Who's Thanos' daughter? Gam- uh, well, it's on that's Gamora, D- right? Gamora, yeah. Okay, cool. She looks different, but I figured that's what I remembered even from the at least from um, the movies. But I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so she's in there. Yeah, she's briefly. in there because the Infinity Stones are are back. Well, they're back on the table. Yes, isn't I mean, that kind of the whole point? Isn't the Infinity Gauntlet kind of the entire potentially the entire reason 
not the reasons movies are being made, but sort of like what we're building to and arguably the driving force behind this new relaunch is to get back to the Infinity Gauntlet. I hope not because we've already we've already done we've that. We've been there, right? Yeah, we've been there at least in the comic books. Okay. So I feel like that's the weird thing to do now with these movies telling stories that are kind of influenced or inspired by the comics. Uh-huh. It's like we did the, the comic books did them, kind of inspired the movies. Now the movies are doing them and now the comics feel like, well, because those get more attention and we got to try to match what people are seeing if they see these movies for the first time. They want to kind of see something similar in the comic book shops. They've got to find a way to like, how can we get kind of back there again and not tell the same exact story we told before, but it's just a really, it's a very similar story, which I feel like is very frustrating. Yeah. Okay. At least for, but I think comic book readers are going to, if you looked at a movie studio or like a comic book publishing company, they're going to feel like movie, movie audiences make up a larger percentage of potential customers than comic book. I mean, we already love the comic books, so we're right. going to keep buying them anyway. So yeah. why not try We've to already create... got them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it still makes it kind of frustrating. It does. Uh, and then we kind of hop around a little bit more, and then we see um, Ironheart uh, kind of pouty. Because yeah. she's third wheeling it with... She's third wheeling, uh, she's third wheeling it, with, it with some making out. They're just complete just making out. Which is weird to me because... And I don't know. I, I, I wonder if they're going to actually address this because for a while when in Sam Wilson's Captain America book that he had, mm-hmm. he was hooking up with Misty Knight who used to date Iron Fist. Uh, so now all of a sudden he's kind of also kind of hooking up with... They've never really... Yeah, I don't know what's This is what's new, up. right? This is like an all new thing. We've never they, they smooched before, like in an issue of Avengers, but okay. it was it never really like meant like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're a couple now. Yeah. But now they've really kind of like at least with this issue. Maybe they're just really keeping it cash. It. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but all right. just making out in this Knight. diner in front of I mean, Is this Misty Knight? No, that's uh, Misty Knight's uh, Oh, you said Iron Fist. Well, Iron X? Fist used to date her. Iron Fist is X. Okay. Yeah. What does she look like? She's a uh she's a uh a black private detective uh, with a uh, she used to be a, uh, working in the police department but now she's got a bionic arm as well oh I think I remember her yeah that arm's cool there you go I so like, like I, I don't like know what the deal is with that bionic arm I thought they were hooking up but uh, so she uh, so Ironheart's not psyched um, you got uh, well yeah because I mean you you know everybody's making out and you yeah. can't get you know can't get no satisfaction <laughs> there you go trademark <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you got uh, Ghost Rider running, uh, riding, cruising his vehicle along what looks to me like, uh, you know, the sands of, well, I guess Africa somewhere. Maybe? Yeah, I guess, Yeah, I guess he's still there. I, it looks to me like a Star Wars panel. Yeah, is what I was thinking. That's true. Um, and then uh, lower panel, you've got the truck. This, you know, beer truck, presumably Logan coming out. And then it's like, oh, our narrator the whole time has been this kid, and she's one of the other Fantastic Four, right? She's she and, one she of and the, the children. Kid? Yeah. She she and the little boy. She and Franklin Valeria and Franklin, the 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 son and daughter of Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Okay. Who at the end of the Secret Wars, they kind of stay behind and they were creating, they were kind of repopulating the the multiverse of the Marvel universe. Creating Just new universes the two of and them planets, were? yeah. Oh wait, with the help of the Molecule Man okay, too. I was like, so gross. then the kids stayed with them too, while uh, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm they went back to Earth. Okay, how do we feel about? The, it felt kind of weird to me coming back to them, I to her, I. But I guess I don't know anything about these children, so I don't have any. 
Well, I think this is more just like a little tease to kind of get you excited with like, hey, the Fantastic Four are eventually going to come back. Are the Fantastic Four like fetch? Like stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make the Fantastic Four happen. Are people excited about the Fantastic Four? Because they always kind of felt like the bastards of the universe to me. Well, I mean, they were they were the first. So were they really? Yeah, they were the the first the first thing that Marvel Uni- the Marvel Comics published when they were going for the superhero initiative was Fantastic Four. That oh, was the one okay. that started it off. All right. Well then maybe they just haven't been maybe the media just hasn't done them justice in more recent years. Well, like that I would be familiar with. I think the problem with that is that I mean, that's where Jack Kirby and Stan Lee really cut their teeth. Mm. And they created a lot of stuff in the Marvel Universe that people would draw on to, to the States and flew in so many things. And they did a hundred issues. And when they left, I feel like the the hardest thing to do was like, how do you follow up that act? Nobody really kept on inventing because they, they kept on creating, creating, creating. And not everything was like perfect, right? But, but they still, they kept on forward thinking, kept on creating new stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once they left, I felt like that a lot of that stopped. And a lot of it was just going back to the characters that they created and coming up with new spins. So then the Fantastic Four kind of instead of like always going forward, kept on looking back. And it was just always new spins on familiar villains that they had fought before. Like, how can we tell a different story with this villain? And mm. some writers have been more successful than others in, in doing good Fantastic Four runs. But I think overall, if you looked at everything, the biggest criticism would be like people are just recycling the hits of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Okay. If you look, that was, I think, to be the largest criticism aimed at, at the, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Okay. So I think Jonathan Hickman, he had a, a nice long run on it, which told some different stuff, and that was kind of cool. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. It tied into Secret Wars and stuff, kind of had a really good payoff. So I, I think that you could bring these, I think you could do something really cool with this, with the Fantastic Four. I think they still could be relevant in this day and age. Okay, great. Cool. Well, then I'm sorry for being so harsh on them. I really well, just don't, I don't know a whole I mean, lot about them. It's yeah, just felt I mean, weird, and I didn't know like who these kids were. Um, well, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we end up. Well, let's let, let me ask you some questions here. Okay. Is comparatively reading this like if you had to read this? Oh, well, you did read this. This compared <laughs> to DC Rebirth. Uh huh. Which characters were you more familiar with reading through the course of the story? At the time of reading probably this one but it might just be because we read them so like i mean since since we did the dc rebirth i've now read old man logan you know um i know deadpool a little bit i um at least know who ghost rider is whereas like a year and a half ago i wouldn't probably have known him i'm like oh nick cage that guy right um (laughs) like uh you know so um i knew that there are have been different uh, the way however we phrased it before but different versions of these character these like older character archetypes you know i know now so it's hard to say because i would say for sure that i knew more of the characters in this one than i did in the dc rebirth issue where i felt it was like a, a new character being introduced every hot second whereas this one at least i know captain america <laughs> yeah you know sitting at the diner like i know who that is and i know you know, when they're like, oh, Tony Stark's stolen thing. I'm like, I know that's Iron Man. And I know from talking with people that he's in a coma. So <laughs> I did not feel as lost in this one as I did in the uh, DC Rebirth. It's interesting because I feel like the DC Rebirth was trying to kind of bridge the gap from New 52 to now. Mm-hmm. And kind of showing you that, hey, you know what? A lot of stuff that we said that we were doing away with, a lot of the history and continuity, you know what? It still existed and it still counts. 
So the, I think that a lot of that was like bringing that back and mm-hmm. showing you how it still does matter. But with this, it wasn't as simple as like, nope, everything's back the way it used to be. It's like, no, some things are back. And there's a reason why it was gone for a while. It right. kind of, you know, after the fact kind of told a story about like, and now it's a big mystery. Like, that like, was totally intentional. We did it on purpose. Yeah. What's <laughs> the big mystery now? It's like, why, why was there missing time and characters and people and yeah. stuff like that? And so that kind of set the, like the new overarching kind of like arc for the DC universe going forward was like, all right, let's. We'll tell new stories, but we'll also have this big overarching mystery. Like, what was the reason? Why why is you know, the Watchmen character been screwing with us? Mm. This, though, I feel like with the Marvel one, it's now we're going back in time and, and rediscovering an ancient secret that is now being uncovered. Okay. And it's not like trying. So it's I feel like it's two different spins. One, we're trying to, DC's trying to show you that, nope, we we still care about our history. And Marvelous. it's back. And now Marvel's like, oh, no, okay. we're giving you like an ancient secret that's never been seen before. Now you're going to see how the Marvel universe can kind of be redefined in the context of this mystery of this ancient mystery being revealed. Okay. But this is keeping still within the reality that has been established more recently with Marvel, right? So Tony Stark being in a coma. Yeah. That's a thing that's happening right now in the Marvel universe. That is correct. Um, uh, Logan being dead up until now, that was a thing that was happening in the Marvel universe. So they're keeping and. Think of like how to phrase this. It makes my brain hurt. There, so those are the rules that have been established that we're have been following in the Marvel universe now. What was the thing before this? Before you know, like with with the DC Rebirth. Before the DC Rebirth, there was New Fifty Two. Before Marvel Legacy, what was there? I think there really wasn't anything like there. I think like the biggest thing that, and I, it'll we can only know how Marvel go, reacts to this going forward. But I think people were really burnt out on the constant renumbering and the constant events. Like everything was just like event into event into event into yeah, event. Yeah, which it doesn't give you any room to breathe, right? Yeah. Or like, and it just feels, I feel like it's the same problem as if, I mean, I, and I feel like the same issue like even with films. You need moments with the characters yeah, to have them develop. And if they're like, if they're like, Kick, kick, punch, smoke bomb, kick, kick, boomerang, <laughs> kick, kick, bomb. You know, that's like they're, and that's, it's just eight, you know, 18 pages of that. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so tired. You know, if it's like every other page they're fighting and they're fighting off like a new world disaster. It's like, I want to see them really fight this one disaster and how they deal with that and get to know them throughout that process and then see them fight something bigger eventually. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, I think the thing that like DC did, like when they did the whole rebirths thing, is that they said, you know, we're going to do big, huge crossovers mm-hmm. for a while. Like this whole Doomsday Clock is going to be probably the biggest thing that they've done leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've done like you know, so, like different titles have crossed over, like Titans, Teen Titans, and Deathstroke crossed over for like in two months. They told all that they told like a eight part story. Yeah. But like, so they've been doing it with like individual titles crossing over, and uh-huh. that's been great. I feel like that's like it because it, it just it makes those a little bit more special, mm-hmm. it, uh, and it doesn't feel like you have to loop in the entire universe to tell a story that can really just affect a couple titles. Well, so, I looked at the um, what do you call it? it's like their checklist, mm-hmm. the legacy checklist. So I see Spider Man and Deadpool. So is that is that what you mean? Yeah, well, like Spider Man and Deadpool, like, well, that's like an ongoing title where the two characters are interacting and stuff. But, oh, okay. But for example, like if Spider Man and the Mighty Thor, they did like a a four-part crossover where it was only those two books and nothing else other than the rest of the whole entire Marvel Universe. It was just those two titles crossing over for, for four months. Okay. Which would be great. I would be totally down for that. Or 
the Avengers and the Champions. They're doing a crossover coming out next month where they're going to cross over for four or six issues. Okay. So, but just those two titles, nothing else. Okay. So for the sake of my own understanding here too, on this checklist it says Old Man Logan number 31. Yes. I'm not caught up in Old Man Logan. Can I assume that in Old Man Logan issue 30 he's dead? No. He's still... I, I feel like a lot of these titles, they're just going to pick up from where Marvel, where they've been currently in the Marvel Universe. But sometime between where I'm at now and issue 30, if if the, if issue 31 of Old Man... This is going to sound like a math problem. If issue 31 of Old Man Logan is part of the Marvel Legacy, mm-hmm. and it comes after Marvel Legacy number one, yes, where he has cut himself out of the ground and now is alive... Sometime between Old well, Man... Mm. No, because this is the the original version. This is our universe's version of Wolverine, who died in the death of Wolverine. And then Old Man Logan, during Secret Wars, got pulled in from his Old Man Logan universe into this version of the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. So, so two different universes. So there's two different Wol- Logans right now. There's so the, our one that we know, and uh-huh. then there's this Old Man Logan. Okay. Who's come who's, from a different timeline. Yes. Logan, the film, follows Old Man Logan. Well, or I'm, no? I mean, it's inspired by some of the stuff from it, uh-huh. but it's it's ultimately just our Logan from the from the films. We've just gone into the future to tell his last story. Okay. <laughs> all right, it's confusing. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so so the Marvel legacy is happening on earth too no it's happening on our in in this in the marvel universe that we've been we've known and loved so it's basically just kind of is earth 2 dc or two's dc but do you understand what i mean though? yeah like when Mar- i say earth 2 I oh mean, yeah like us right now this first this moment yeah but i feel like it's different like this marvel legacy is not so much like a a, a, a like a clean slate and then we're starting over again mm-hmm. it's more of just like hey we're Kind of just we're freshening up as we go along. We're gonna go back to a lot of the old num- renumbering to a lot of the, the the popular titles. We're gonna do away with the big line wide crossovers. Uh, I feel like it, we're gonna just to get the kind of try to reclaim some of the, the 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 I guess like the enthusiasm, the fun of those older Marvel stories, which I think the company feels it's gone away from in the longest for the past several years. Okay. So if I read from this checklist, yes. Jean Grey, number eight. Correct. And is that Jean Grey in this Marvel Legacy universe or is she in another universe? No, well, the Marvel Legacy universe, it's it's just a regular Marvel universe. This is just called like <laughs> Legacy. Okay. So it's just it's just a publishing initiative. Uh-huh. It doesn't it doesn't it's mean not like a different there's a, universe. It's not a different universe. But but Wolverine's in a different universe. Old Man Logan? Yes. Yes. He got pulled in from a different universe to be in ours. Okay. But we also have our own Logan. Yes. Do we have our own Jean Grey? Yes. Is she in more than one universe? She, well, this is a one that was supposedly pulled forward from in time because our Jean Grey is dead. She was the Phoenix <laughs> and then got killed. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Beast went back in time and grabbed the younger versions of all the X-Men that he knew. Right. You know, Iceman, Angel, Jean Grey, Scott Summers, and Hank McCoy. Smart Beast? Yeah, Smart Beast. Pull them into the future to say like, Hey guys, this is what has gone wrong with the mutants. See how terrible the world is. Now go back to your go back to your present and see if you can make some different choices and, and try to stop this present from happening to us. Okay. 
and then they realized that they got stuck in the present, our our present, and couldn't go back to their past. They also in their and now it's been revealed that they've come from an alternate timeline as well. Ah, so. uh, that's real. Because the biggest that's thing confu- is, like, is that confusing for people other than me. Well, because I think like when you bring some, when you bring like a past you, all right, into the present, you sound like you said yeah. a past Jew. Past Jew, you bring in a past but Jew. But imagine bringing in like eighteen-year-old Amanda Barnes right here. Oh, poor and thing. And it wasn't. And I, the plan, my plan was like, you know, I'm going to bring eighteen-year-old you just to see how you're doing right now, and say like, all right, now go back to the pa- go back to your present, and see if you can make different choices. Keep and, it tight, girl. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just keep it tight. There you go. You know, and, and don't and, eat tuna because you because you don't you might get mercury poisoning. Don't exactly. don't eat tuna. So that's it. So we tell her that. This is my origin story. Okay. And then. We realize, like, uh oh, the time machine's not working. I can't get you back to your present. Right. So now you're stuck here in our present and you're hanging out now. And then imagine that, that, that imagine then that, that Amanda, 18 year old Amanda Bart's hanging out with you. You guys are, uh, you know, trying to assemble some kind of sort of life, but she gets in an accident and she, what if she like loses part of her arm? Uh huh. And so all of a sudden that's a radical difference. Like that never happened to you. Right. That's like a whole new thing that's happened back here. So, and if she's stuck here and she can't go back and now she's completely different, like, what does that mean to, who's this Amanda Barnes that, because you're not disappeared. Right. So there's, there, so the idea oh, is like. there's an Amanda somewhere who's like, oh my God. So then they realize like there's an alternate timeline where that 18, I didn't grab her from oh, your I past. See. I grabbed her from an alternate universe past and brought her to the future. You read those? I did, did I it read, read make those. your head explode when you were like, whoa, was it like a cool reveal? Because to me, once I figured that out, that would be a pretty cool reveal. It was, it was, I, mean, I feel like with a lot of Brian Michael Bendis's work, it's a great idea, but the execution is terrible. That's a shame. And he sets up a lot of cool thoughts and ideas like, oh, this could be really cool and never pays them off. Mm. It happens in a lot of the books that he does. Okay. So only potentially on this list, there's a lot of people on this list. I have no idea who they are. P.S. Only potentially on this list, um, Old Man Logan is the one from a different universe. That's it. Yeah, everybody else is uh, from our universe. Okay, cool. Except for, I mean, X-Men Blue is the one that focuses on the the young versions of Iceman. Oh, that was a question because there's blue and gold, right? That's right. And the gold version is like the, you know, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Kitty Pride. Okay. You know, those characters that we kind of, you know, know as the current, real, the the, the adult version of the X-Men. All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> How I'm gonna, I just now needed some aspirin, uh, because my head hurts, but I feel smarter. Growing pains, that's what that is. That's right, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just growing pains. Your my, mind's expanding. My Grinch style, my brain grew three sizes, and my pinhead can't handle it, so I'm having pains. Um, did you okay? So, did very quickly because I know you have to go do important things. Did you? How do you? Did you like this? Would you recommend this? Are you optimistic about what's coming or not so much? Uh, I'm intrigued by the mystery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if I had to say, if I was choosing between Marvel Legacy or DC Rebirth, about which I thought was more successful, I felt I was I enjoyed DC Rebirth more because I felt like it. It hit more of the nostalgia stuff that I was looking for out of DC. Mm-hmm. This kind of uncovering like an ancient secret that's never been revealed. You know, I mean, it's like, I think it all depends on how Jason Aaron executes it, but I have a lot of faith in him. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's been writing Mighty Thor. He's done Ghost Rider. He's done a lot of the great runs. So I've got faith in him that he's got a, a really good plan set in store, set in motion for this. So I'm willing to give him, you know, the, the benefit of the doubt and see where this goes. So these, so the legacy, like legacy number two, 
Will that be released? So you'll have those big, will yeah, these be will, running concurrently? No, there will not be any more Marvel Legacy. This is just like the DC Rebirth issue that we read. There's oh, like a little, little one-shot. Okay, and now you'll have, okay. And now you just go on to back to the regular Marvel Universe and all these different titles. So all these different titles will be They're all out. their own spinoffs. There are, but uh, the, the, the Avengers 1 million BC, they are getting their own series. So mm-hmm. you can find out more about, you know, young Odin and uh, all those guys. No, I don't care about that. All right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was interesting. I I thought there were for me there are several characters that I was like, oh yeah, I would I would be interested in seeing those stories. Not for six bucks a pop. No, honestly, this, is, this, this, is gross. this was six real bucks. spendy for the amount of time I spent enjoying it. Like, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, I I would I want to read more Old Man Logan. And now that you've clarified a couple of things for me, a couple of the new people that I wasn't familiar with, maybe I'd read. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, and we'd and I'd be curious to see how long it takes before this our our Wolverine mm-hmm. meets people back from the regular Marvel universe. Yeah, so, for sure. We'll we had a couple of people that saw that we were going to be talking about this. Um, cliche handle is this person's handle on Instagram. Cliche handle. Uh, it basically said. Um, have you read this? Are you familiar? And he said, he picked it up today. He said, no, what he's read, the first four generations, Hulk, Wolverine, Phoenix, Thor, leading up to it. He says, as an old fan, I'm digging those uh, to see the homage to what I grew up with interact with what a new generation may grow up with and close that gap. I got the other generation to stay to finish that read before Legends. I try not to flip through to avoid spoilers, which is good. Yep. Because sometimes I flip through and then I'm like, what? What have I done? <laughs> uh, and then comics shelf, comics underscore shelf, um, read it and said, pretty good. Osborne showing up was intriguing. Which one was Osborne? He was one with Doctor Strange and Iron Fist. Oh, I, I'm excited to, to see more Doctor Strange. Uh, the Ghost Rider star brand fight was silly. And the news about BC played well with expectations. Well, at least mine. I assume the team of ancestors was only self-contained to its miniseries Avengers BC. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, you know, like uh comic shelf pretty it looks like pretty positive feedback. I didn't have anything in this that that felt like offensive to me, like oh I would not read this again. I have no interest. Um and I feel like for a you know, if you've been listening to me at all throughout the whole this whole podcast uh our history, um big ensemble superhero events are not my favorite thing. So yes. I thought it was good. So well, that's good. It. Yeah. We don't have time for what's in the box, unfortunately. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, but that's okay, because we had a, a lot to talk about. You have to get out of here. You got to go make magic happen. Uh, if you guys want to find more about uh, Frank, feel free to find him on social media. At Happy Go Jackie. And Amanda, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Comic Book Novice on Twitter oh. and Instagram. You guys can uh, tweet at us individually, hashtag the novice and Frank. You can email suggestions at the novice and Frank at gmail.com. What do you want us to talk about? What do you disagree, agree with? Let us know. We're happy to do it. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, super quick outro song, Frank. I'm back by popular <laughs> demand. And I'm here to show you I'm the man. <laughs> I'm flexing. I'm I'm strutting. I'm flying in the sky. And sneaked. I'm gonna poke out your eye with my undead claws. I've got uh, an infinity stone. You think you know me? Maybe you don't know me, but do you know this younger version of me? <laughs> I come from an alternate universe where I've killed everyone I love. 
and Amanda's brain exploded when we discussed this because I don't understand how things work. It's really simple. It's a simple time universe inversion <laughs> equation that I'll break down on a whiteboard. Sometime later, tune in next time for the, <laughs> the novice and Frank. Frank. I was more just like, I'm just going to sing, sing song these words. I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love you. Bye.